Welcome to the Uncensored Show with your host, George Atchampal, where we share the mindset, tips, tools, strategies, and stories on how to use your money to do more of what you love and what you were called to do. Money is like gas on a road trip. Sure, you need it to get where you're going, but you're not going on a tour of gas stations. Money fuels your journey. The question is, what's yours? Live life uncensored. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Podcast. And last week, I took a week off, which is rare. Uh, You know, guys, I've been showing up every Friday for going on two years now. So thank you guys for the grace and the patience while I took a much needed break while I was out in California, got some business done, got connected with some of my good friends while I was out there and um, really just had a good time. And it was an opportunity to recharge and really get amped up for this second half of the year. But I would be remiss if I didn't come back with some game, some insight, some gems, some knowledge that I think that all you guys will find extremely valuable as we head into this second half of the year. All right, so let's get into it. So today I want to talk about my hierarchy of making money because there's a lot of ways that you can make money in this world, right? It's a lot of different ways that you can make money, but I said if I had to really break down what are five really dope ways for someone to make money and actually rank them for the person who's trying to decide what might be their next side hustle or stream of income. So we'll call this the money-making <laughs> money making hierarchy, right? I'm gonna give you five. There's plenty of them, but I'm gonna give you five that I can kind of personally attest to um, so that you can use this as a potential framework to decide What might be your next side hustle? All right. All right. So let's start from the bottom up. Obviously, you know, we don't want to give the best one out the gate. Let's start from the bottom up. And I'm going to give you my personal reason why for each one of these. So it's not going to be just like this arbitrary list, like this is the order and just deal with it. I'm going to give you my personal context and my reasoning as to why I think these are five really, really good ones and why I rank them accordingly. Okay. So number five on the list is consulting or you can call it a professional service business. Right. And that can be anything from, let's say, you doing like uh, digital marketing. Right. Uh, Where you're doing advertising for a business. And the reason why I think that's a, a super, super dope business is because or the business model is because whenever you're, you're doing a professional services business, even though you're trading your time for it, typically speaking, when you're very skilled, right, you can command a high price point. And with a professional service business, it typically, if you set it up the right way, can be a pretty high margin business, right? So you're consulting because you have some type of skill set. You're going into a business and you're helping out with operations or you're doing some type of digital marketing strategy and whatever it might be you're able to command a pretty high premium with a relatively low overhead, right? Because at the end of the day, what you're charging by and large is pretty relative, right? So if you charge, you know, five, $6,000 a month to run someone's paid advertising, right? 
But at the end of the day, you're maybe trading some of your precious time or maybe you have a a small support staff that can be a pretty high margin business. Right. And it'll make more sense when I talk about some of the other potential options. But running a high margin professional services business can be great. Right. Consulting, um, you know, you could even an attorney, you know, all of those things kind of fit into that bucket. Accounting. I know accountants that make really good money. There's a lot of areas where essentially you have a skill set and you provide a service for a really, really nice fee. Again, one that I particularly call out is, especially in this era, is uh, digital marketing and specifically running ads for um, for a company because you're literally helping improve their bottom line and you can command a really, really high price point. Um, some agencies charge between anywhere from 2,500 to 5,000 plus a month, and they can even get a percentage of the revenue that's generated from the ad spend that they are uh, responsible for managing. So I think that is a great side hustle if you can learn that skill. And there's a ton of great people who teach digital advertising. Uh, shout out to Abu, shout out to Gamal Codner. Um, shout out to, I think her name was Danielle Holmes. I don't, I don't know her personally, but I've seen her talk a lot about ads. Um, shout out to the, the team that runs ads for Melanin Money, um, you know, Scale Bold. So there's a lot of different companies out there that either do it for you or can, can educate you on how to do it. Um, but yeah, definitely recommend if you haven't explored the world of professional services or consulting as a potential revenue stream, Um, definitely something to explore. And the reason why I like to highlight that first is because people who are not entrepreneurs by default are already, believe it or not, if you work at a job, right, and you're getting paid pretty good money, then there's a strong chance that you can package that knowledge up and do consulting. So I have a great example of that. So I have a client of mine, also a good friend. Um, She works for Chase Bank and and has this really good skill set and like operational Um, infrastructure and efficiency. And I'm probably butchering the nuance of what she does, but she uh, was able to take that knowledge and start a side business that she's not really, really passionate about. Right. So that's number five. Number four is a high margin group coaching business, right? High margin group coaching business. Now, how does the high margin group coaching business differ from the high margin consulting business. So consulting is typically done for you, right? It means that person is completely delegating the responsibility that work to you and they're paying you a premium accordingly. And you're also working typically in a one-to-one capacity, right? With the high margin coaching business, now what you've been able to do is you say, hey, look, I'm not gonna do the work for you, but I'm gonna motivate you. I'm gonna guide you. I'm gonna lead you. I'm gonna direct you. I'm gonna give you game, insight, and perspective on how you can do what you need to do better, right? Now, why do I rank that four versus ranking it um, number five? The reason why I rank that ahead of the consulting business, number one, is you're able to serve multiple people at one time, right? So creates a, a little more potential for scalability. That's the first thing. Number two, because you don't actually have to deliver the work, more than likely what's happening is you have packaged up a framework that you're able to do over and over and over again. And yes, with the consulting business, you essentially have to package up a framework, but it's also gonna be very specific to the person that you are consulting for. Whereas the coaching business, the the framework and the program is the program, and those who wanna tap into that program essentially uh, can do so, right? So that is a fundamental difference. That's why I rank it at uh, number four versus number five. 
The other reason why I rank it number four is because, again, you don't have to actually deliver uh, work besides showing up and doing the coaching. Right. So you're able to do it at scale. You're able to serve multiple people. Right. At one time. And you don't have to provide a deliverable. So you can't really beat a group coaching business as a great way to make money. All right. Now, number three. (laughs) And I I can tell that I made this list uh, probably several months ago. And this is like when I first really turned the turned the heat up on my e-commerce business. But number three is a strong margin physical product brand. Now notice that every time I'm giving you a different option, I'm essentially caveating it with uh with the pre-qualifier, right? I'm not saying consulting business, coaching business. I'm saying high margin group coaching business, right? If you're charging you know, $50 a, a, a customer, then mm, maybe that's not the best way to make money. But if you found a way to basically get people to pay you what they would pay you one-on-one to coach them in a group format, then my goodness, right? That's a, a genius business model. So I'm, I'm, I'm caveating everything that I'm recommending because I want to make sure that you have the proper context on what makes this a great business on the money making hierarchy, right? So high margin group coaching business, high margin consulting business. And of course, what we're talking about now, a strong or high margin physical product brand. And that's where you sell uh, merchandise. Uh, It could be apparel. It could be books. It could be jewelry. It could be a blanket. It could be furniture, right? E-commerce is where you, or physical product brand is where you sell a physical product, right? E-commerce. Um, and so now the reason why I rank that as number three is because now there are some pros and cons, right? And I'll, I'll start out with the pros. The pros are that people can buy from you without talking to you or without really needing additional context, right? Because if you go to my website and you see a sweatshirt that you like, you just buy the sweatshirt, you check out. And then maybe if I'm a really small one man team, I'm shipping it out. If not, I have someone that ships it out for me. And that really is how you can make money. And I'm going to say the word passively very, very loosely because it's not going to be passive for a long time, right? Until you get your infrastructure set up, unless you do a dropship business. But the reason why I didn't mention dropship because it's not high margin. Now with dropshipping, you essentially have the same physical products brand, but you don't carry any inventory, which is a huge pro, right? Because you don't lose money in that regard. You don't have to you know, bulk buy a bunch of inventory, but obviously someone else is fulfilling the product completely. Um, and as a result of that, you know, they're charging a premium and the margins are not that great unless, you know, you find a way to create a strong brand and you're able to charge a lot more. And that's a whole other conversation for a whole nother day. So let's get back to like the most practical example. So um, a physical products brand. So let's say you um, have some cool T-shirts, sweatshirts or slogans or whatever it is that you want to put on merchandise. You want to sell it and you you create a, a Shopify or an e-commerce store and you decide the price point. You find somebody who and I'm oversimplifying this, obviously. You find someone who can make your logos. You find someone who can uh, print your merchandise, all that good stuff. And then you start selling. Right now, when you get it up to a good point, and again, there's a lot of variables, but that is not the purpose of this podcast is to give you a high level perspective on where I rank these things. Um, but you essentially are able to sell things over and over and over and over again without talking to someone. So the main reason why I made it number three versus number four 
is the lack of human interaction. Now, I like humans. I really, really do. When you think about being able to build something that's truly free from your time, and this is what the assumption that you know, with the consulting business, you were the primary service provider. Obviously, if you scale the business and you have coaches under you and all that kind of stuff, different story, right? But we're talking about if you're the primary service provider. It is a lot easier to have a physical products brand and find someone who you can pay $10 an hour, give or take, to fulfill your merchandise than it is to take everything out of your brain, delegate it to someone else who can literally articulate your coaching strategy, right? Or your consulting methodology. It is doable, but it's a lot easier, arguably, to have someone learn how to fold a t-shirt and put it in a bag versus someone thinking like you, right? And of course, the infinite scalability, right? People all over the world can buy your products. Um, It's much lower barrier to entry. Um, It's not subjective, right? Because, you know, uh, a cool shirt is a cool shirt if somebody thinks it's cool which I guess you could say that's subjective, right? What I mean by subjective in this sense is like, you know, when you're selling information, it's like, okay, well, is this information valuable? But if a person sees a shirt and they like the way it looks, that's pretty straightforward, right? Um, And so I really like that aspect of the physical products brand. And, And what I've found is that consumers just love something tangible, right? Consulting, um, is arguably intangible. You're probably solving a problem, a pain point, but merchandise, you're not solving a pain point. You're providing pleasure, the pleasure of some, how someone's going to feel in that particular sweatshirt or T-shirt, the status, perceived status that they're going to get from wearing it. Right. And so it's it's a much easier sell versus a pain point causes a person to reckon with that pain point, And then it's like, oh, do I want to solve this right now? Do I want to address this right now? Right. So that's why I ranked um, a strong margin physical product brand. Um, as number three. Now, again, not going to go into too much detail, but there are some kinds that come with it, right? Buying inventory, um, managing SKUs, all that good stuff. And if you don't manage your business, well, even if you manage your business right, uh, you know, there is still some customer service. Now, there isn't any like um, front end customer service from the vantage point of if someone like um, just places an order and all goes well. But if all doesn't go well, you know, somebody messes up the size, there's something wrong with the garment, you know, it doesn't get there on time, whatever the variables are. And I have so many stories. Now's not the time to share. I can't wait to share. Um, now's not the time, but I have so many stories about the the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to e-commerce. I can't wait to tell that story. Um, so yeah, strong margin physical product brands, sell t-shirts, sell merchandise, sell microphones, sell anything, right? But that's number three on the list for me. You know, a lot of people are looking for alternate ways to make additional income, whether that's so that they can pay off their debt so that they can, you know, travel more or so that they can, you know, save and invest more. They're just looking for ways to make more money. And sometimes, you know, getting another job isn't the answer. Maybe sometimes your business is, you know, doing exactly what it can do right now, but you're just looking for that ideal way to make some significant extra income. And so I've tried out a lot of different things. And over the years, I've figured out some things that have worked really, really well. And I wanted to make sure that you guys had access to those resources. So I put together what I call the Side Hustle Bootcamp. And in this bootcamp, I'm going to show you four tried and true ways. One that I absolutely love um, that will show you how to put more money in your pocket. I'm talking not hundreds, but thousands upon thousands of dollars that you can use 
um, to benefit you, right? Whether whatever the goal is, whether you want to travel more, whether you want to put some more money in the bank, whether you want to invest more, save more, um, do something nice for your kids or for your significant other, the side hustle boot camp is going to show you how to do that. So if you haven't already, click the link in the show notes, check it out. I'm telling you, you do not want to miss out on this opportunity. This information can, can completely transform your financial situation. So check it out. I'll see you on the inside. I've made it extremely affordable so that there's no excuse and no barrier to entry. See you soon. All right. Number two, number two, we're getting closer. We're coming in hot. So number two is a digital product business. Okay. We just talked about physical product, but now let's talk about digital products. And honestly, there's almost this is almost like the most perfect business model, right? Because essentially, it's kind of like the consulting or the coaching, right? Where people are paying you for your knowledge. But the difference is, instead of having to show up consistently for it, you create it one time and people can buy it the same way they would buy the physical product, which is why I rank physical products three. But the reason why digital products rank ahead of physical products is because there's no inventory. So imagine being able to package up your information in an ebook, in a course, in a guide one time. Obviously, you'll refine it. You'll update it again. This is not a how to create a digital product business podcast because I could we could talk about that, too. But this is a why does it rank ahead of the other ones I just mentioned? And the reason why it ranks ahead of them is because you literally can create something that was a thought, something that is a skill set that you just packaged up instead of packaging it up in a service you package it up in a product and you have unlimited inventory right because that ebook can sell thousands upon thousands upon thousands of times that course can sell thousands upon thousands upon thousands of times right so literally all you got to do is package up the information in your brain one time and sell it it's genius right i like when i launched my digital product or one of my digital products. I launched my first digital product in 2014. Didn't know anything about digital marketing. So the, so the digital product was a flop. Um, but yeah, I, I launched my first digital product in 2014. And then I you know, really got serious about digital products again back in, uh, really, yeah, last year. It's 21, 20, 2020. Um, because before that, I launched a course and it was a live course. Um, so it was kind of active, but it was I charged a premium for it. And uh, yeah, so, you know, digital products are a game changer. I remember like it was yesterday I launched it and, you know, in the, in the first day we had a ton of sales and I was just like extremely, extremely blessed and excited about that. Cause I'm like, man, this is like the easiest money I've ever made. Um, arguably, you could also put uh, a subscription business, let's call it like 2A um, in there as well. Cause if you package up your information instead of selling it one time, well, essentially you sell it one time. And people consume it over and over again. Now, the reason why, you know, it, give or take, whether that could fall into the digital product bucket or if it's a bucket of its own is because on some level, you're probably having to provide updated and recurring information, but you're also providing that information at scale. Right. So it's like kind of like the coaching business, but not because one the coaching business, maybe they're paying you like one time or, or they paid you. And in a few installments, whereas a subscription business, you intend to get that money for a long period of time. And it's probably less intimate than a coaching program. So you don't have to provide as much deep value. 
Um, but if you're smart, you provide as much value as possible because your goal is to increase the lifetime value of the customer. And if I could really quickly, a quick tangent, you know, when the easiest way to be successful in business is to create something where you know that the price that you're charging, um, it's worth more than that, right? Because that's essentially all everything is. It's a value exchange. When you go to Amazon.com or you go to any store and you want to buy something, right? Whether it's $10 or $10,000, what makes you ultimately decide to stroke the check is something in your head tells you that what they are charging for it is less than the value of it. Now, if it's like a luxury brand or luxury good, we know that from a technical standpoint, it literally didn't cost you know the amount of money that you're paying for it, right? But there's something about it that resonates with you, whether it's the status, whether it's how it feels on your body, whatever it is, whether it's the pleasure it provides, the pain that it solves, something about it the, the value in terms of how you determine value has exceeded the cash or dollar amount you have to pay. And that's the easiest way to sell anything, right? It's just overwhelm people with value as, as a quick tangent, okay? All right, so as we get into number one, numero uno, right? Numero uno, uh, as it relates to my number one way of making money, okay? Number one may have been, number one way of making money, right? As it relates to this hierarchy. And I would have to say it is stock market investing, right? Stock market investing. Uh, now I do have investing slash trading because there there is a difference there. Um, but uh let's just talk about it, right? So now let's before we talk about it, let's do a quick recap. So you can really we can really tell the story as to why I'm saying this kind of ranks above the other ones. Right. We started out with number five being a consulting business. Right. Where you're trading time for great money. So because none of these things on these lists are bad. It's just my personal order. You're trading um, some time for great money to show up and serve people in a likely intimate capacity, i.e. one on one. Right. We're not talking about how you scaled it and the team you built and all that kind of stuff. We're just talking kind of fundamental stuff here. Right. And so you have a high margin business where you're providing a service to others and they're paying you good money for five. Number four, high margin group coaching. You're providing education instead of implementation, like with the consulting business. Um, and you're doing it at you're doing it at scale, relatively speaking, because you're able to coach more than one person at a time. OK, then you have three strong margin physical product brand, right, where you're able to sell a physical product without really talking to somebody, at least for the sale, right? And you're able to sell as many of those products as, as you can possibly sell, right? Um, which makes it very good, makes it very scalable. We like physical product brands, right? But we love, we absolutely love digital product brands. Why? Because it's just like a physical product brand, but you have unlimited inventory. You don't have to buy the inventory up front. You create, create the product one time. You're not having to worry about new designs or new drops or whatever. You're just able to say, hey, look, here's my course. It's great. Buy it, right? So we love digital product brands. Extremely high, extremely high margin business. Really, all of these are high margin. That's why they're on the list. Um, E-commerce, physical products could get dicey. Um, which is why you have to be very, very particular about how you set that up. Okay. And now back to numero uno, stock market investing slash trading. Now, the reason why both of them are still number one, because trading is, is an active skill set, right? 
to trade, you know, you have to have a skill set and you have to go into the market. You have to research your your positions um, and the holdings that you want to trade and all that good stuff. Right. But when you learn the skill of it, the reason why it still is on the line for number one, along with um, just buying and holding for the long term, which I also talk about, is because, again, you don't have to talk to anybody. Right. And not only do you not have to talk to anybody, you're not relying upon you're not relying upon anyone else to make the money. Now, if you want to get technical, yes, you are, because on the end of every position, if you buy something, that means someone sold it. Yes. But but realistically, but the way the markets are set up now with these brokers, you know, there's very few instances where you're going to go in the market. and You're not going to be able to buy or sell something. So it's not like oh, someone didn't like my product or they don't like me because of my skin color or, oh, my messaging didn't resonate, right? None of those are going to be barriers to entry when it comes to stock market, right? It's literally, I do the research, I decide what I want to buy, sell, trade, whatever, and I can I can make it happen. And that's very, very powerful because it democratizes any barrier to entry to making money. Not to mention, right, you don't have to have a ton of startup capital, not to say you have to have, have, have a ton of startup capital, a ton of startup capital for the other ones, but you got to have some, right? You technically don't have to have an LLC. You know, if you get really, really good at it, you probably should treat it like a business. Again, another story for another podcast. But really, you can just open a brokerage account, put some money in there, obviously study, know what you're doing, and get to work without talking to a soul and literally basically create your own money machine if you're good at it. Now, the reason why I said trading or just regular investing is because if you now just to kind of zoom out for a second, you don't have to do just one of these. Right. I've done all of these. So you don't have to do just one of them. Here's a here's a great example. Let's say that you have that high margin consulting business. Right. But it's a very, very big premium. But there's still some people you want to serve and you say, hey, you know, you can't work with me one on one. But maybe at this price point, you can I can coach you. Right. So you can do multiple things. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because I'm, not, I'm pretty sure I've talked about the wealth triangle on another podcast. But, you know, what you want to do is have a high income skill set. And then ultimately you can turn that high income skill set into a scalable business, which in this case would be packaging up your knowledge and selling books or courses or a consulting business. Right. Maybe an analogy that will make it resonate is if I'm a barber and I'm really good, even if I'm, I'm a celebrity barber. I can only cut so many heads in a day, right? But if I open up a barber shop or a string of barber shops, now we built a scalable business. So no different here, right? And you take the excess profit from the scalable business and then you invest that into high return assets, right? Which would be the stock market. So let's say you don't know how to trade. Let's say you don't worry about mastering investing, right? And you just want to go out and buy an index fund or you want to give the money to a financial advisor who's going to invest it for you and you literally don't do anything, right? Either either way, when you put money in the market, right, now it's going to make money for you. I log into my brokerage account every day, right? Some days it's not always up, but most days it is up, even even when I'm not trading, right? If I'm just literally the money's parked in index fund or individual holdings that I've purchased and money is being made. Who did I talk to to make that money, right? What did I have to do to make that money? Besides make a decision that I was going to move that cash from my bank account and go buy shares of a company, Apple, Amazon, Tesla, Google, Facebook, right? I want to own those things. I want to own those companies. And because I own them, the best CEOs in the world work for me. 
Jeff Bezos works for me. Elon Musk works for me. Tim Cook works for me. You know why? Because I'm a part owner of their company. And the number one job of a CEO is to make their shareholders profitable so they continue to invest in the company, right? So those CEOs work for me. So I could be a, the laziest person in the world, but if I have extra cash and I go buy stocks, right, that money is going to work for me. And there's nothing you can tell me. There's absolutely nothing you can tell me that is better than that, right? Nothing that you can tell me is better than that from a time freedom and a passive standpoint. Now, what is better than that is obviously having the high income skill set that gives you the opportunity to have the money to invest. Because if you don't, if you don't understand trading, right, and you just truly want to make money passively from investing, you have to have enough capital to be able to make those funds. So the only thing better than investing in the market, of course, is mastering that high income skill set, which is why I said they're not mutually exclusive. But if I had to say just like, what do I love the most is stock market investing, because you only master a high income skill set so that you can get the resources to become financially free. I mean, obviously you do it because you're fulfilled or you enjoy it or you're good at it or whatever. But the ultimate goal is freedom. Life is meant to be lived. And so the reason why I love investing in the stock market the best is because of that very reason. Right now, of course, there's plenty of forms of investing. You can invest in real estate, but you know, depending upon how you do it, it might not be that passive, right? People like to say real estate is passive, but it's not. It doesn't make it a bad investment, but it's typically not as passive as you think, unless you're buying a REIT or or which is a real estate investment trust, or if you are like investing in a fund and someone else is doing the work, right? But other than that, it's not that passive. So, and if you're doing it like a REIT or a fund, then basically you're investing in the market. So Shout out to the stock market. But I'm never an either or guy. All I'm saying is these are my preferences. That is why I love it. And I love all of these. I actually am currently, if I'm not mistaken, I want to tell you no lies. One, two, three. I'm doing four out of the five. I, I, I did coaching for a little bit. I stopped doing coaching. Um, even though coaching is easier than consulting, um, it involved me. People expected me to coach. And I didn't feel like building it out to the point where I was going to... Um, have coaches under me. Now, if I didn't already have the consulting business, I would probably have chosen coaching, honestly. The only reason why I felt jaded on coaching is because I didn't want to do both coaching and consulting, right? Because it, both of them involve me. Whereas the physical products brand, it involves my my genius, right? But it doesn't involve my me from a workload perspective. So I'm cool with that. Um, stock market investing, you know, you can kind of set that on autopilot when you do when you know what you're doing digital product, once you get the marketing down and you can set it on autopilot. So for me, if I was going to have multiple streams, I didn't want multiple jobs, right? And I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you that there, it takes a while and a lot of commitment to turn it from a, 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 another job to another stream. But um, it is worth it. And I'm, and I'm always making tweaks. I, have, I won't proclaim to be fully passive yet. I'm still working very, very hard um, to, to set all this infrastructure up. But like, I'm, I'm well on my way, right? And so I want you guys to be on your way as well to what I like to call the sleeping bag society, right? The sleeping bag society. And what the sleeping bag society is, if you know me, then you know what the sleeping bag society is, but it is making money while you sleep, okay? Making money while you sleep. That is what the sleeping bag society is all about. Uh, Donald dropped that cash bomb if we got one, <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, guys, the sleeping bag society is, you know, putting yourself in a position to where your money is now working for you and you're not having to work for it. And so if you want to learn more about the sleeping bag society, you can join us inside of pocket advisor where you'll have advisors 
guiding you on how to make your money work for you, right? So there's three major buckets is make it, manage it, maximize it, right? First, you want to make it, like I talked about earlier in the podcast, um, in order to you know have that high income skill set that can give you the fuel to invest. Um, but if you don't manage it, there's not going to be any resources in between to be able to invest. You got to understand how to manage your money effectively. Uh, and then, of course, uh, maximizing it and you maximize it through investing it. You maximize it through tax strategy, you maximize it through, um, you know, credit cards, rewards, points and all of these um, tips and tricks that you can use to make the most out of your money. You just want to get the most out of your money. Right. And if you want to do that, hop into Pocket Advisor. Um, click the link in the show notes. You can use code TRIAL7 to join us inside the community free for seven days. And if you like it, stick around, right? It's literally the one place you can ask um, several financial experts. I mean, we have a combined 50 years of experience. Um, you know, where else can you go and ask experts whatever you want to pursue um, your financial journey, right? And so Pocket Advisor is my brainchild, is the best thing you know I've ever done. And I want to have you guys inside the community, right? Because it ain't no fun if the homies don't get none. I don't want to be the only one on the yacht in the middle of the day on a Tuesday, right? I want it to be everybody. So, well, everybody that joins my community. All right, so tap in. I hope this is helpful. Um, my money-making hierarchy. Now, you go get yours. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to leave a review. Let me know what you think about this podcast and tell me what money-making strategy are you going to deploy so that you can join the Sleeping Bag Society. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Peace. What's going on, guys? George Atchampong here, founder of Pocket Advisor, the number one financial social network where we do money together. If you've been looking for a community of like-minded, aspiring first-generation millionaires who are marching towards financial freedom, then look no further. Pocket Advisor is here. Pocket Advisor is a financial social network where it's led by a variety of experts, right? We're talking about tax experts, certified financial planners, personal finance, you name it, we got it. And we are your money mentors, right? So if you've ever had a financial goal, um, milestones that you wanted to achieve, Pocket Advisor is the community that's going to help you achieve that. We have monthly challenges, right, to make this process more fun. You're going to get ongoing accountability. There's going to be classes, workshops. I mean, everything you can think of to make sure that you can achieve your financial goals, right? And the best part about it is there's a feature called Axe Penny, right? Got to love it. And that is your financial advisor in your pocket. So if you ever have a question, right, if there's something ever that's on your mind, you're like, you know what? I really want a sounding board from someone who knows what they're talking about. I don't want to have to go to Google and decipher between the, um, you know, millions of search results. I want to know that someone can give me some sound insight on a specific financial decision. And that's what you get a chance to do via Pocket Advisor. So if you want to learn more, click the link in the show notes and sign up today. Right. Like there's just a it's a great community of people. You're going to have exactly what you need to achieve your goals. And we can't wait to have you. Thank you for tuning in to an episode of the Uncensored Show. Take at least one thing you heard today and apply it to your life immediately so that you can become one step closer to living a more meaningful and fulfilling life and aligning your resources to what matters most to you. Remember, money is just a resource. 
fuel your journey. The question is, what's yours?